Welcome to Ciao Bella, hosted by me, Erica Firpo, travel journalist based in Rome. Each episode of Ciao Bella, I sit down with Italy's creators, contemporary artists and artisans, designers, culinary experts, heritage brands, and innovative estites, and more who are defining and redefining 21st century Italy. Pull up a chair and join in. Hey, welcome back to Ciao Bella. Today I am with Olimpia Zagnoli. Oz, as I fondly call you in my head. <laughs> um, how, ciao, Olympia. Ciao, Erica. It's great to have you on Ciao Bella. I'm, I'm really excited. Um, though, I, you know, it's funny because I was thinking about this earlier as I was walking home. Olympia is a designer and she's incredibly colorful, super visual. So, you know, the best, the best thing to do, no matter what, with, with you is to see you, to see your work. So, this is going to be a little bit different. I'm going to everybody. I think right now, if you're listening, I want them all to go to your website really quickly so they can see the color and the life that you have as we're talking. Um, but I, I, uh, I'm, I'm really excited to have you on the podcast because I've been a big fan of your illustrations and your designs for some time. And I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about yourself and tell us what you're doing. Um, you and I have been in a conversation earlier in the year about your voyage, let's call it, from Italy and back. <laughs> and I'd love to, to share that with my Ciao Bella listeners. Yeah, so um, I, uh, as you said, I'm an illustrator, um, which means a lot of things, a lot of different things. Um, I worked for many years uh, in the editorial field, meaning I worked at illustrations for magazines, newspapers, um, book covers. Um, and then uh, for some reason, some new assignments started uh, popping up that were more um, coming from from brands um, asking for collaborations for their merchandising or for their packagings um, uh, or you know customization of surfaces and that sort of like direction so i started exploring um, this new kind of field and uh, it turned out to be really fun for me. So uh, now I, I would say that I jump from, you know, in, on different uh, bases. Like I, I, I touch different bases with, with my work. And I really enjoy the fact that every day there's something new coming up and there's a new challenge, if you want to say. I'd love to describe... Um, your the kind of illustration that you do because I, and here, here's my take and then please you know knock it out of the park <laughs> um, but my take is it's very it's it's a lot a lot of beautiful rich colors that between primary and, and complementary colors and a lot of geo, uh, geometrical shapes it's not we're not talking realistic you know brush stroke illustrations. We're not talking Norman Rockwell. We're, we're talking geometric, bold, bright colors. And I know that we've seen your illustrations on the New Yorker. We've seen it in the New York Times. Is that correct? The fine, is it Financial Times, The Guardian? Yeah. Um, did, I, did I do a good job describing your, your illustrations? Yeah, absolutely. No, absolutely. Like, I think that, um, yeah, it's, um, let's say that I started, um, 
obviously as any kid with just like crayons and pencils and markers and I really enjoyed that dimension but when I uh, obviously decided to kind of like keep doing what I was doing because drawing for me was always like a source of joy Um, so I had to kind of like obviously find my own language Um, and, and I still like to experiment with different techniques and stuff while I do my sketches when I'm on holiday. So I have more time and more space to experiment, but then, uh, for my kind of like for my professional work, I felt the need to do something that, uh, communicated in a fresh way, but also very, uh, quick, if you want to say. So, um, in order to do so, uh, being also inspired by a lot of like graphic design from from the States and Italy and Europe from the 60s, what I found for me was the best language was the language of synthesis. And, um, and to do so, you either do like screen prints like they would do uh, back in the days or now you use a computer. So <clears throat> I... I you know, started playing with the computer to see if it could give me back something as colorful as and flat as I wanted. And it wasn't so easy in the beginning because, of course, you're using a machine to kind of like translate something that it's a thought in your brain. Um, but then after a while, I started to kind of like mold the computer uh, mm-hmm. in order to kind of like get, you know, send send back a message that looked like myself in a way or the other. I know it's a complicated uh, concept, but it's very easy in, in reality. So, um, so yeah, um, I use a lot of shapes, clean shapes, um, if that means something, and colors. Sure. I spend a lot of times, a lot of time uh, picking the colors for my work. So uh, what I say is that sometimes I spend more time picking the colors than, than doing the actual drawing. Uh, because for me, color is about, you know, giving uh, an atmosphere to the piece. So um, again, if I want to convey joy, explosion, uh, happiness, or summer, uh, I would pick obviously a specific palette. And if you know, the message is another, I would pick another palette. So, um, so, you know, it seems very banal, but, you know, color can, can do a lot and change the mood a lot. So uh, I like to uh, spend a lot of time with it. Well, you know, the last time we spoke, I, you, I remember you telling me, I think you were saying that, um, you were saying that, you, you know, you've been living in New York and, I, and you noticed that your palette was changing a bit and then you came back to Italy and you were changing your palette again. And I, I found that, you know, I mean, I loved, I loved hearing that because it's like, I, I love that you're constantly pushing color or pushing yourself through color. Uh, yeah, so for me, um, you know, every city, every place has an atmosphere. So obviously that reflects a lot into my work. Sometimes I feel the need to, you know, visit new places and sort of like inhale the new colors. And it's so, it's so strange because, you know, you look, you, you visit a place and you dig a little bit into the culture and, you know, the folklore and you try to kind of kind of like absorb all of these elements. And then you come back and you're in your studio and, 
you don't you would like to use those those hints right away in your work and they don't come out but then maybe like i don't know a week after or a month after uh these colors start these new colors start popping up so in a way i think you need to we need to give our brain some time to to process all of these informations and then and then it will surprise us at some point yeah, you know what I think is cool? Sometimes when I look at your designs, because it's the plays of color and the geometric shapes, like I, I, uh, I like to go out of focus and see the shapes that come out of the shapes, if that makes any sense. Because yeah. um, I feel like you're playing a lot with like negative space as well. Um, and, you know, and the other thing I, I and we talked about this before, so it's, it, but I, I think you're, the colors and, and there's some shapes that remind me like, of the 1990s, of the, the these kind of richly saturated graphics that was happening then, and you know that kind of what was there was a show that that I was thinking about um, that's not coming to my head, but it's just like I, it's a celebration of that in a weird way. Yeah, I mean, I think that in some way or the other, I grew up in the late 80s and the 90s. So um, I, must, I must have inherited something from that uh, era as well. And, um, and yeah, there was a lot of like, I think use of uh, neon colors, bright colors, a lot of like glittery stuff and a lot of different materials as well. Like I'm thinking obviously at, uh, you know, any sort of, you know, plastic. Uh, exactly. <laughs> obviously, unfortunately. Um, you know, but also, also like in fashion, a lot of like, you know, interesting fake leathers, fake furs. Um, so I think that, um, in a way or the other, I, I obviously, uh, was inspired by that as well. And, and to be honest, I, I would have never expected that to see, you know, that style back again, um, which, you know, like it always happens. So things yeah. all come back. But at the same time, I thought it was such a, such a niche that I never thought it would come back. And, and yeah. now it's like full blown. So <laughs> it's so interesting to see it, um, to see it again, uh, you know, in young girls and young boys and seeing like how, how they reinterpret those trends and those colors and those like, references. Like all the rainbow yeah, well, yeah, I, I love. In fact, it's funny. I was thinking the same thing. Now, I want to flash forward to the present, and I want to because I think a lot of people. I think okay, if you're a fangirl like me, if you're an Oz fangirl like me, then you know where you've seen her work. And if you're not, it, but you actually have seen it because I think it's kind of it's it's pretty cool. Aside from the magazines, um, the the collaborations that you've done. I know that you did Warby Parker um, for people that love beauty. You've done the eight hour, you did that beautiful label box for the eight hour cream for Elizabeth Arden. Um, the, so I think everybody now, I want everybody to start thinking, wait a minute, you know, like I, I saw that Elizabeth Arden colorful, narrow, thin box with the kind of infinity symbol and that's the eight hour cream and that's yours. And then you did that awesome, the Barilla box with mm -hmm. the two, with the two women. Um, in the blue, I love it because it's blue and red. I don't know why that the those colors they just they they just make me happy. And mm -hmm. that red that you chose, um, I know you did Uniqlo in Milan. Yeah. Uh, can you share other things that you've done uh, that, that people okay. might not realize are in their everyday lives? 
Oh my God. Uh, well, um, I tend to forget everything I do. So I'm going to turn around and see if I have anything around me uh, that can, you know, sparkle my memory in a way or the other. Um, so I've done uh, a, a nice collaboration with Prada a few years ago um, that was inspired by, you know, vintage posters, um, vintage European posters for holidays. Um, and it was kind of like a modern take on those posters. So we did a series of uh, T-shirts and some accessories. So I'm seeing like next to next to me on a shelf, there's a pair of like big golden platforms and, uh, and the sole is one of the drawings that... Uh, I did for the collection, and I wasn't expecting to uh, to see them turned into shoes, and they're really cool. And I, it was really kind oh. of like a surprise. Yes, um, the, the sole of the shoe—that's cool. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a platform shoe, so it's all the, the platform itself. It's an illustration, basically. Um, and oh. then I did some, you know, collaboration with Italian brands. Uh, you mentioned Barilla. I did Perugina, which is a brand, uh, chocolate brand, very, very historical brand. Uh, some of you might be familiar with the Baci, Bacio Perugina. Uh -huh. Um, and, um, I work with, um, Italian brand, fashion brand Marella, which is, uh, part of the Max Mara family. And we did several capsule collections uh, of textile, which was really exciting uh, because, again, it was a new thing for me to work on a series of patterns for, you know, skirts and shirts and bags and, and that sort of stuff. Um, there is a new collection for a brand that I cannot mention because it hasn't come out yet, but it will come back. It will come out soon in the U.S. And it's um, a series of, uh, which was really fun to make, a series of, um, how they're, how, uh, they're like ice cream pints. Oh. So they're, they have a lot of flavors and every flavor has a character on. So uh, it will come out soon and it's a really exciting Ooh. project. It was really fun to make. Do you know when that's uh, going to, do you know when that's going to come out? I'm not sure. Um, so basically, so basically the pints are going to become, it, I mean, if I were this super fan that I was little collector's items. Um, <laughs> That well, is, yeah, every every flavor has a character basically. So that was really that, that 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 was really fun to make because you kind of had to reinterpret the flavor. Um but yes, I mean if you if you take a look at my website or my Instagram, uh it's gonna come out at some point. I don't know when. Um and, and, I, and my daughter, my daughter wanted me to tell you <laughs> that she has yeah. she has one of your 24 hour bottles. Oh, nice. I have one in front of me right now and I use it every day. I'm very happy that I had to design one so that I have several of those bottles <laughs> that I can use, you know, in my everyday life, which is the good side of, you know, working with brands sometimes because you get to keep some of the stuff <laughs> that you make for them. And sometimes they're just like very useful. For example, I just, I just released a, a Moleskine uh, notebook with Moleskin and, um, and I use those notebooks every single day in my life. If I don't have a notebook with me, it's going to be, you know, very difficult for me to remember anything. So, 
you know, they just came out, so they're going to hopefully send me some and I'll, I'm going to use them to draw and, you know, write down things. And, um, yeah. So it's fun. I just popped on the site. I'm, and I see, I see this striped kind of profile. Yeah. Oh, that looks cool. I'm going to have to, I'm, I'm a, I'm a moleskin geek an old school. I usually only get the the black ones. Like I'm old school. Me too. Me too. Yeah. Me too. Um, you know, so I'm just curious. So you, you do design on the computer. Is that like procreate? No, I mostly use uh, illustrator and Photoshop. Okay. And then you're also doing hand drawings. Like you just, do you, yeah, I mean, it depends. It depends. Like I've just, I mean, it depends. Like some, I, I sketch, uh, mostly with pencils and, and pens on, on a real notebook, paper notebook, uh, because I like the feeling of it and I feel like, uh, writing and drawing on an actual notebook kind of like, um, creates a connection with your brain that's faster than putting a device in between. And so um, when it's the time to sketch and, um, and sort of like get the ideas out, I think it's really nice to have a physical object in front of you, which is, you know, a pen and a pencil. Um, but then I translate those sketches into a computer drawing most of the times. Uh, but sometimes I also just go, go with it and I, and I keep doing, you know, again, pencil markers, whatever it is, collage. And the final piece is a, a collage or a, or a drawing or a pencil drawing, for example. Um, so it really depends. And, um, so yeah, I, I like to, to, to change, but let's say that the majority of the stuff you see, it's, made on the computer so i'm curious what kind of pencils do you like hmm. so i'm not i mean i like to buy stationery and pencils and you know markers and everything uh but then i tend to lose everything as well so um <laughs> i'm not a knob i kind of like draw with everything that i find closer to me usually the good stuff um I tend to lose it on or leave it like in their packages forever. And so I never tend, I never really use it. But right now, if you're a nerd, I can tell you a couple of things that I'm using. Um, and I, I just like, I, I like to draw um, or write with a uniball, uh, which is just like a gel pencil, no gel pen. Um, and then I'm using my Carandash. Uh, it's like um, one of those metal, I don't know how they're called. It's one of those metal, in Italy, in Italy we call them portamine, which is a pencil. Oh, that you put you know? the, the graphite yeah. into, yeah. Oh. How would you call that in English? Um, I would probably call it the pencil that I put the graphite into. Um, but okay. it, does, it does have a technical name. Okay, so I'm a, I'm a pencil nerd, but obviously not um, that much of a nerd to know the actual name, and I'm going to have to look that up. But I wanted to... No, okay, it's okay. But, but Everybody I, understood. But I want to tell you what I, I, I've now, as you were talking, I've decided that I, I really want you to do a collaboration with Blackwing. Have you, have you ever seen Blackwing? Oh, pencils? yeah. Okay. That I would be, that. that would be the best collaboration, Olympia and Blackwing. Oh, no, I, I would love <laughs> that. Um, you know, you mentioned, you mentioned Max Mara. Um, I know you're from, I know you were born in Emilia Romagna, correct? Yeah. I was born in Reggio Emilia. And, um, you know, I, I, I love, I love Reggio Emilia and, 
the last time I was there, I did an art walk because there's, you know, there's different, there's the library, I think that has the Solowit and the church. And now I know you're going to be having a show in November. Can you tell me a little bit about that? So I've um, been asked by a couple of institutions to make an exhibition um, in Reggio Emilia or the surroundings. So I was trying to think um, of, you know, something that would put all of these realities together and maybe make a bigger exhibition. And um, and I, I, I was always drawn to the idea of sort of like giving back to the place where I come from because I, I was born in Reggio Emilia and I left when I was six years old to moved to Milan with my parents. And, uh, but I've always felt very, very connected to my hometown. Um, and so uh, the idea came and um, we went to Reggio Emilia, me and Melania Gazzotti, which is the curator of the show, to see some of the locations and try to find a place that worked for us and worked for my works. And um, we finally found this beautiful uh, building from, um, it, it's, it's from 1500 from, uh, and it's uh, a cloister. So it's hmm. called Chiostra di San Pietro. It's a beautiful venue and, um, and the exhibition is gonna be um, opening on November 28th. Um, it's going to be developed in seven different rooms and there's also this beautiful cloister space that will be used as well for a sculpture garden. Uh, so um, the idea is to display a collection of my works. So most of the works will be uh, the works that I've done in the past 10 years. Um, and there will not be only prints on show but also like uh sculptures and um light installations and other things um to sort of like you know show a little bit of of the variety of of what i've done in in the past years um so i'm i'm really excited and um even if it's not in a big city like rome or milan i really hope that you know people would take the chance to uh you know go see the exhibition of course but also um take the chance to see the city of reggio and maybe the cities around it modena parma because i think it's a it's a great opportunity to discover the territory if um if people doesn't know it um so yeah <laughs> I, I actually it's funny I, so I was just looking it says november 28th which i believe i'm free um <laughs> and you know what i i love i love Emilia romagna i love that area because actually one, one of the things the first time i ever went to reggio i fell in love because of the calatrava train stop yeah so that gorgeous it looks like the spine of a dinosaur that was left in the middle of the countryside. And then, you know, one of the, you know, it's, it's a mix of that the whole area has a mix of great food, um, interesting industry, great history. You know, my, my husband who's an archeologist is always like, you know, that every town is something like 30 Roman miles apart um, <laughs> because it's like the perfect, because the Via Emilia goes through it, but also there is such great art, you know? And so this just seems like, you know, your show seems like the perfect, you know, component to what's already there. So I, I can't wait. And I do, I, you're absolutely right. This is a great opportunity for people to explore a little bit more of that area. Oh yeah. Yeah. And the food, like, don't even get me started. So it's, 
it's a great opportunity to spend a lovely day, uh, at least in the in the surroundings. It's, it's it's you know it's so funny. I discovered I never I had never had this until two years ago the erbazone. Mm. And I was like, and, and then I was told it's like a, it's a Reggio Emilia thing. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, it's specifically from Reggio. And last time I, w- I went, it was like uh, a week or two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, I tried. Uh, it's not really traditional, so I'm I'm gonna be very clear about that. But I tried an erbazzone with zucca inside ah. with posh, um, which is kind of like a new recipe. So it's not the traditional one, uh, but it was really good. <laughs> I would like to try that myself. Now let's get back to, to, so you were talking, the show is, sounds like it's almost like a, not, I don't want to say retrospective, but a kind of flashback, flash forward to the past 10 years um, on your website. Now, one of the things that, you know, is if people can't, can't get to the show and are not spending ample time looking at your Instagram or my Instagram, because I will be putting a lot of images up when I see it, um, you can go to the website. And I think that the cool thing about your website is aside from, an archive of the work you've done. You have a shop and I love these images because it's, it looks like, are they litho prints? I see some looks like, like prints. And then I see the, the tea towels, which are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, I, I, I love the Olympia Zagnoli shop, but what this is, I, I was, I was laughing because I went to your website and I saw what looked like I would either say, you know, two casatine or two breasts. And I was like, oh, and I clicked on it and I was brought to another shop, which is Clodomiro. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm glad you clicked because I thought about putting that sticker on my homepage. Um, and I thought it was really fun and that people would be attracted to it and would click on it. But I never heard anybody until now telling me anything about that. So, so I don't know if it worked, but in your case, it worked. So it, to- it, it totally worked. I was like, cause okay, I was, right. I, cause, I, cause I thought I was like, wait, what are these? Like, cause your, your site is so organized and they're slightly off, like in the sense yeah. that they're, they're not lined up. So I was like, wait, yeah. this is, I was like, oh my God, I found an Easter egg in her site. And, exactly. then I, and I did. It's like a super Mario, you know, treasure, uh, door into, into the unknown. So, um, so yeah, the, the, the breast takes you to my, uh, side project, which is called Clodomiro, which is my dad's name, um, which is an unusual name in Italy. So we don't, we don't really understand where it comes from, why my dad was called that and my, and my grand granddad before him. But anyway, it's an unusual job. And I think that I am, I really like it. And also my dad um, used a shorter form for everything. So his name is Miro Zagnoli. Um, So I I thought it was interesting to kind of like bring back the full name and use it in full um, to open this shop that it's kind of like a project that, you know, we came up with one night talking me and my dad and we were like, Oh, you know, my dad is a photographer uh, and he's been working in design for, for a long time now. Um, And again, I'm an illustrator, but I worked with some brands and, and I've always been surrounded by, 
by design in my household or, you know, in my city of Milan. So we both like objects and, um, and you know, well-curated things. So uh, one night we were like, why don't we try and make our own project? Why don't we try and, uh, you know, create our own objects? Um, which is obviously a good excuse to spend time together and have something to share um, and spend our spare time on. Um, and my dad said, yes, let's do it. Let's do a series of, the first objects were a series of um, ceramic plates. Um, and he said, but I think that we have to find a theme for the shop. And I said, okay, what do you think could work? And he's like, I think erotica should be the theme. <laughs> Which for me was kind of strange because obviously it was coming from my dad. Exactly. So I was like, um, okay. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, I don't know. Um, I mean, you'll be the designer. Uh, so you take the inspiration and you turn it into whatever you want. So we kind of like decided that that would be, you know, our kind of like core. And then we would move around it in, you know, graphic ways. So we came up with this first collection of ceramic plates. Then we made some t-shirts, uh, pillows um there's a there's a vase handmade vase that just came out uh which i'm really happy uh about because i've never uh actually designed an object from scratch so it was my first um you know experiment and um and it's not easy because it's a lot of work and there's a lot of like um you know, steps that you have to take care of. And so it's another way to kind of like ex express yourselves and, and um, you know, kind of like turn around what you've done, like doing a vase, for example, it has a three dimensionality to it, right? So you kind of like have to expand the way you see your your drawings your your creations because what i'm used to is doing something that's like completely two-dimensional so i do something on my sketchbook and then it becomes a, a drawing uh on the computer and then it's, it gets printed on a magazine cover for example so it always stays in that sort of like dim dimension well you know, if you do something like a vase, you have to not only do the sketch, but think about what's going to be on the side and on the other side and what's going to look from the above and from below. So it's such an interesting, um, again, occasion to not only spend time with my dad, but also to expand uh, my perception of, of my work. And, and, and also it gives me space to make mistakes and to you know, spend maybe like three to four years to work on prototypes, on samples and stuff. Um, so it's a completely different rhythm uh, than my usual work, which usually it gets done pretty fast. Can I ask, um, where is this being made? Uh, most of the stuff are made in Italy, uh, except from the plates that we uh, we wanted this um, ceramic to be really uh, nice and thin and light. And so we had them made in Stock-on-Trent, which is a place in, um, in the UK, which is very famous for ceramics and porcelain. Yeah. And it's the place where the queen has her merchandising done. So we thought it would be a, a good... Um, a good place to go. I mean, if it's good enough for her, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
You know, I, I, I love, um, I love the place. I love all of it. It's, and I love also these, how, how you display it on your website, on, on Clodomiro with these, these colorful, like highly saturated squares. And then the design just pops. Um, yeah. I mean, it takes a lot, a, a, a lot of work also to, you know, figure out how to make a, a website run and how, you know, to, you know, resize all the images and ask the models to collaborate and all those things, uh, which I had no idea, to be honest. In the beginning, I thought it, it was going to be much easier than that. So it's a lot of work. And um Thankfully, I'm 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 quite busy with my other work, so I don't have all the time in the world to to spend on this Clodomiro project. But I really enjoy to like keep it alive and um, and keep it slow in a way, so so that you can really spend time into making sure that the products that are uh, you know as good as you would like to find them on the market. You know what I just discovered? I didn't notice this. Um that Clodomiro has its own Instagram and both what I love about your Instagram and now that I just discovered Clodomiro's Instagram is I love how they're not just what you're doing, but what the inspirations are and what, what you like. Like, it's like, it's a really, it's like a peek into both minds of yours. Yeah. I think that uh, this idea of having one theme that's like, obviously quite, quite wide is not, is not uh, very narrowed. So the idea of, you know, sex confidence and um, body positivity and, you know, um, art, uh, I think it gives me, it gives me sort of like a hint. So I can look for, you know, pictures that kind of like fit into this category. Uh, And I collect them everywhere. If I'm going to a museum, if I'm online, if I, you know, look at a old book. Um, and so I, I save all of these Im- images for, for the Clodomiro Instagram, uh, which is at Dear Clodomiro. And, um, and so over the years, I've put together a collection, kind of like a mood board, if you want to call it, um, of, you know, kind of like sensual, sexual, but also like very uh, just very beautiful images uh, that have to do with, you know, art and the body and uh, love uh, and and sex sometimes. So in a way, I think it's a good exercise also to, um, you know, kind of like um, keep researching and keep um, collecting all of these informations and images to, you know, for a good, for, for a good use, for, for, um, you know, something that will turn out to be something else in the future, perhaps. I think that's pretty cool. And I'm, I'm, I'm so happy that you're sharing that with us. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Well, so my, here's my, here's my last question for you. Okay. So you've got a show coming up. You can't tell us about the ice cream, but you can just let us know that we have to we have to <laughs> eagerly and hungrily await it. Um, what else? What else can we? What else can we expect from Olympia? Oh my God! Uh, I don't know. Like um, I'm working these days on uh, obviously the main the main effort is the exhibition because it's the you know two months to the opening, so it's obviously like a race at this point. Um, and I am working with a fashion brand as well. 
uh, these days um, for for a collection of drawings that will come out soon. I think not sure, but I think. Um, and uh, for these drawings, I chose a, an illustrative style that's a little bit, if you want to call it a style, let's say a mood that's a little bit different from um, from the usual works that you see. I mean, the colorful pop colors that you see. Um, I have been working as well with a with a design brand. Uh, I think I can tell you this because it's going to come out today. So um, I collaborated with Zanotta, which is a, a, a famous design brand here in Italy. And it's famous um, for many things, but I think mostly for the Sacco, which is this very iconic uh, armchair. Uh, which is literally a bag, um, and um, you've seen it in a lot of like movies from the late '60s and '70s. And it's a um, it's a beautiful um, example of of design from the late '60s because it's fun. It's um, uh, made for everyone, from for kids, for adults. And it's colorful and it really changes like the, the spirit of a room. And for some reason, I find a lot of connections to my work because of the shape of the armchair, because of the colors, but also because of this sort of like ironic aspect, because everyone that sits on this chair, it's going to be, you know, not composto. Uh, in, in Italian, but scomposto, meaning that uh, you're kind of like upside down. So um, it's sort of like, um, you know, like uh, give you another take on, on, on being in order, being polite, being, uh, you know, in your best shape. And, uh, and they, this year they won the Compasso d'Oro for, for the Sacco chair, um, which is a very prestigious design uh, prize award. And so they asked me to create a poster um, of, uh, of this uh, Sacco chair, uh, which is going to come out, I think, today. Um, and so, again, like, I think it's interesting because you get to see, you know, um, the behind the scene of, um, you know, a family-owned brand in this case, but, you know, all these realities that we... Um, that we know so well, especially in Italy, there are a lot of realities like that. A lot of like brands that um, are famous all, all over the world, but at the end of the day, maybe they're just like a small company run run by a family. So uh, it's always interesting to get a chance to you know go visit them, see the archives, you know, touch the materials, and um, again, it, it sort of like deepens the sort of relationship between. Um, their language and my visual language. So I think it's a great opportunity to, to, you know, expand the concept of drawing in a way or the other. Very cool. I think I agree. And I think it's, um, I don't know, it sounds like the perfect fit. I'm just looking at images because I think you said something, you said it's very playful and somewhat ironic, these chairs and, and they're, they're sort of like, I would call them very stylish beanbag chairs for for the non uh, for someone who has not seen them. They're not a beanbag, but they're very comfortable, cozy, like without framework chairs. 
correct? Yeah. And, yeah. And, 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 I, think beanbag, I think beanbag is pretty accurate. And I, and I think like you, it's, it's funny because they're, I, I think it, they kind of, in a weird way, as they're kind of the chair personification of your personality from what I've gathered, just, you know, not, yeah. you know, and, and I, I think that's a great fit for both of you. And also I, 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 you know, I think it sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, that, that's one of the things that I, ever since I started, because I think what happens with Olympia Zanioli designs is that they creep into your field, your visual field, without you knowing it. And, and then you start noticing them and they pop up in different areas. And what I've noticed is you are very playful and you're, you, you, you have this, sometimes it's very tongue in cheek and I love it. I, I really, I really enjoy how your designs um, can be sometimes really direct, but, but they're, but no matter what they're, they're, they're playful and whether or not you realize it's you behind it, or if you just happen to see this colorful imagery that all of a sudden you're taken with, you know, it just, it just kind of take, it, it, it infiltrates in my opinion, you, you infiltrate mine. And I think that's great. That, sound, that sounds a bit scary, but okay. <laughs> no, it's totally scary. I mean, I would, I would definitely think it, yeah, I would watch out. Um, but you know, that, again, it's like, it's, it's one of those things that I think, you know, design is, I think that's the beauty of design is design is, is, is subliminal. It's subtle and it, it creeps in when you don't even realize it. And you do that very well. And um, I recommend that everybody keep an eye on your Instagram page so we can all see when everything comes out, we can see every, everything that you're doing. Um, Olympia, I'm so happy that you took the time and um, that my computer worked. <laughs> <laughs> today today i really appreciate it thank you so much for talking with me thank you erica it was fun hey guys a quick update on olympia though her exhibition was postponed you can catch three of her larger than life sculptures trio con brio in situ in reggio emilia and remember how she casually mentioned she was doing something with ice cream take a look at coconut bliss an organic plant-based ice cream company, which has just launched two soft-serve flavors whose packaging is designed by none other than Oz. And finally, Olympia's book, Kaleidoscopica, comes out March 21st on Lazy Dog Press. Keep up with Oz on www.olympiazanioli.com and remember to look for the Easter egg. And you know what? Don't worry about any spelling. All episode details are shared on my website, ciaobella.co. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ciao Bella. If you'd like to know more about today's guest, please visit ciaobella.co and click on the podcast link or go directly to ciaobella.co backslash podcast. Want more Italy? You can find all my episodes on iTunes and Spotify and Stitcher. When you have time, subscribe to iTunes and rate the podcast. What are you waiting for? And if you want to be part of the podcast, email me or DM me your Italy questions. To learn more about me and my work, go to my website, ericafierpo.com, and follow my Italy adventures on Instagram at ericafierpo. Ciao, Bella! And a very big thank you and hug to Massimiliano Yonta and Dis to Dis Studios, the producers of Ciao, Bella, who continue to make me sound and feel great. 